0: Welcome everyone. It is Friday, December 4th. That means it is the first Friday of the month and I am opening up my phone lines in our private conference room, I call it in the vault, to do some empowerment coaching uh, with anyone who has dialed in today who would like to be able to get some coaching. All you have to do if you're in the vault right now, if you're in my private conference room and you would like to get some coaching with me, is press star two. Just press star two on your keypad or on your phone and you'll go in the queue and we'll be able to do some empowerment coaching today at no charge it is my uh, gift to you and it is something I love to do so please know that you're also helping me you're teaching me you're empowering me you're keeping me on my toes uh, and it's probably one of the things I love to do the most I know that might sound crazy there's a million things that we love to do in life but I really do love being able to chat with a woman who might not be able to you know there's this saying sort of like you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes and sometimes all, not sometimes all of us every one of us have things that happen in our life uh, where we sometimes feel unsure we oscillate between making a decision we might feel uh, confused. We might feel scared or sad or angry, uh, and we don't know what to do with those emotions. Uh, And I haven't even properly introduced myself, but my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and I am the founder of the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman, accredited trainer, and we are uh, number one on Google anywhere in the world. If you put empowerment coaching, women's empowerment coaching, uh, empowerment coach certification, in, in, on Google anywhere in the world. We're number one. And I also say this because I've never paid for a Google ad, which means that, you know, 11 years now we've been doing this. And I, I coined the name Empowerment Coaching about 15, 16 years ago uh, when I launched my, I think it was my third book, Simply Empowered. Uh, and I have just great joy doing this type of work it is certainly not just positive psychology where we're just saying be happy and resonate in the highest levels of consciousness but it is certainly a process where we meet our client uh where they're at and we have the full range of emotions within every one of us although some of us might say i have turned off somewhere inside of me the ability to feel certain things sometimes we have um, just learned how to almost become numb we're, we're maybe going through life feeling a bit helpless or a bit hopeless or a little bit of like it is what it is what can you do about it it is what it is um, and some of us have even turned off our ability to feel um, hope or love we might say, I don't know, I'm scared of love and I've, I've kind of closed my heart down to that. Um, but the truth is we ha- as human beings have the full range of emotions in us, just like a piano has the full range of notes. Um, and it's almost about learning how to access the full range again and knowing how to feel what you feel, um, but... Having the tools, and if you don't have the tools yet, what I teach with my students at the SWAT Institute, and what we're gonna do on this call today is I'm gonna just ask you some questions that help you actually access your own inner wisdom, and together, it's this beautiful process that together, we help you look at this situation that you're in, whether it's a conflict or a struggle, Or whatever it is I help you sort of look at that situation where you're at and we always have to be able to be willing to look at things where we're at and how we honestly feel and then through a series of questions we can begin to kind of lift out of the funk or out of the the mock because sometimes we're really in the mock we're stuck in the mock and question by question level by level we can start to shift our perspective. And we have a higher perspective on that same situation. And we start to see that we have other choices. There, there, are, There's more than just that one option that we're looking at right now. And we start to see that there's maybe other ways of looking at this, other ways of seeing this. And sometimes it means that we have to be willing to make some different choices. Sometimes it means um, not making a choice. It, it all is just really um, Individual for whatever you're going through. So I would love to be able to go straight to the phone lines Let's not waste any time uh, I do want to let you know that if you're listening for the first time and you think how do I get in the vault? I want to be in the vault. I want to do some coaching. I want to be on the phone lines or, while it's happening live um, Probably the best place to go to is just my personal website, which is www crystalandrusmorissette.com. You'll see podcast. All the call-in information is there, and there's also a live link that you can just click it, and then you can listen at your computer. Or you can always head over to my precious baby, the SWAT Institute, www.swat, like special weapons and tactical, but we are simply woman-accredited trainers, and yes, we're going to help to heal this world one woman at a time, swatinstitute.com. And again, you can click on podcast and that can give you the call in information and the pin code so you can actually dial right in and chat with me on the first. Actually, it's going to be the second Friday in January because I think the first Friday is New Year's Day. So I don't plan on doing a call on New Year's. So I think it might end up being January 8th of 2021 is going to be our next conversation. So I do want to thank everyone that's on the call today that's listening because we couldn't do a podcast without you. And we have right now two people, two women, I'm hoping women, but you know, if it's a man, it's okay too, who have raised their hand uh, to be in the queue. If you have just called in and you would like to have an opportunity to get in the queue today, press star 2 on your phone or your keypad and you will go into the queue as well. That's great, we have three callers. So we're gonna go right to the phone lines now. You don't have to do anything by the way. Uh, I will unmute your line and I'm gonna say hello here in about ten se- five seconds and you can say hello and you're gonna know if I if it's you. So I'm unmuting our first line that's gone up and hey, how are you doing? Thanks for calling in. Say hello. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, I can hear you, how are you? Great. How are you, Crystal? Oh, I'm great. Who's this? This is Sarah. 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 I'm so happy that you were able to get through and get live today. So talk to me. Tell me what's going on and tell me what we're going to tackle today because I'm excited to hear your voice.
1: I'm excited. I was able to join too. So what I wanted to talk about today was like, Father wounds. I know I hear you talk a lot about and teach a lot about about mother wounds, but I was just curious yeah. and needing help with father wounds and like relationships with men in general. I am kind of secretly mad at my dad, but like I know I'm mad, but I don't really feel that mad, but he was never really in my life. And then my older brother left. He was adopted and then he finally moved in with me when I was like 12 but then he left and I never really saw him again. And my mom's had many, many boyfriends, and Mm. they all left. And so I think I have a problem with abandonment and trust now that I'm trying to work through, and I don't know how to even
0: begin. Oh, I'm so glad, and I want you to know that I feel really, I feel blessed and I feel honored that you trust me to have this conversation with you because I know that it's not easy. So first I want to say I'm so sorry because... Um, you're, you, that's a mother and father wound. Number one, it's a mother wound because your mother, um, you know, made choices that put you kids in, in, a, in a bad situation and your dad just abandoned you, which really, really is painful and really hurts. I think mothers get the worst of it in the sense that it's like you said, I'm secretly mad at him. Um, whereas we often mothers get, get the non-secret. I'm mad at you. Um, and why do you think, first of all, I'd love Sarah, if you just told me off just out of the gate, why do you think you're secretly mad at him? Why do you feel like you, it, first of all, is he in your life at all? Like, do you have any contact with him?
1: No, not at all. I tried when I turned 18, and I called him, and then he sat on the phone for an hour, but he literally complained about his life for an hour, and I walked away from the phone, and he didn't even know I was gone. He didn't notice. He didn't ask me anything, and I haven't talked to him since then. Oh my
0: goodness. Okay, let me get a catch up on this now, though. Okay, so Sarah, your, your mom had, did you say that you have a brother as well?
1: A brother and a sister, okay, who so both you, were put up for adoption. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, okay, so give me the give me the ages. So, uh, are they younger, older than you? Older. My sister is thirty five, and
1: my brother is thirty nine.
0: Okay, so you have a brother that's thirty nine. You have a sister who's thirty five. And how old are you? I am twenty
1: nine.
0: Okay, so your m- was it your mother and. F- was it? Are these the are these the father of the, of all three of you the same? Are these different fathers or different fathers? Okay, but he's
1: only my dad.
0: Okay, so there's just you with your dad. Right. Okay. So and your mom put your older brother and your older sister up for adoption. Yeah. And how old were you when she put them up for adoption? Were you born yet? I was no.
1: They were three and um five maybe maybe younger than
0: that rough that's really rough that's really really rough sarah first of all i want to just say wow like i'm so sorry that there was that kind of pain in your family and your mother must have really been in a lot of pain and been very wounded to put her her three-year-old and her five-year-old up for adoption and i know we're not talking about her today but whoa that's got to be a deep wound for her yeah like oh agree de- she
1: has a lot of issues with alcoholism and um she was uh drug abuse and uh, developed bipolar, a lot of family problems mm.
0: boy yeah okay, and so you you're you don't even you don't even know until a certain age what wow. at what age did you even know you had an older brother and sister, and do you have any contact with them or are they adopted and like was it like a closed adoption? I'm just curious, I'm sorry, we're gonna get to the father wound, I just like to have a bigger better picture of the whole picture here yeah no
1: not a problem um we do communicate i don't communicate with my brother he kind of followed down the path of my mom and so he developed an addiction to drugs and alcohol and moves around a lot and goes in Mm. and out of jail makes Mm. some pretty poor decisions um my sister i talk to her like almost every day now we didn't really have a relationship when we were younger
0: wow okay we um, did
1: develop the relationship,
0: yeah. Okay, Okay, okay. Um, so, was your dad ever around? Like, when you were little, did you have any contact with your father?
1: No, I've never seen him before in real, in person. I okay. saw a picture of him, like, the, his profile, a picture of his side of his face wow. before on yeah. Facebook.
0: So, Sarah, when you say I have a secret, I'm secretly mad, um... I, I really want to give you the opportunity today to like really explore that and allow yourself to be openly hurt, openly upset, openly to feel your feelings. Because that has got to be, oh, uh, that, no, it doesn't, it just, it has to be. That is a deep, deep wound that any human being on the face of the earth is going to feel. So I, I I can imagine that being secretly mad has almost been, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, almost been like you've you've almost had to turn off your ability to feel angry if you had to hide that. Like, why couldn't you be openly angry about that? Was Were you taught by someone that you shouldn't be angry about the fact that you've never seen your dad and when you did finally contact him at 18, all he did was talk about himself? Like, has someone said to you, well, don't be mad about it? Like, what made you decide to, like, be secretly mad?
1: All of those things are so spot on. So I can't, I couldn't be mad at home because my mom was a bipolar. If I was upset, that would trigger her. And then she would either become super manic and like super angry or go into a depression. And it would be for a prolonged period of time. And she's also told me many times not to be mad at him and to forgive him and to love him and to Mm, be open to, you know, being, having a relationship.
0: So your mom is like really... um doesn't want you to feel your feelings has almost like that's that's a form of abuse and like and i'm gonna say god bless your mom because she's already telling you you need to forgive your dad so i'm trying to say that without you uh, uh, you know but i do want to give you like a safe place today to say holy shit you must be so pissed off at both of your parents Uh,
1: yeah I am and I try not to be too mad at her and I am and, uh, yeah, okay, so, you know, so I want to I want to I want to
0: ask you how this is manifesting in your life because I'm not saying you need to hear me when I say this I'm not saying for you to um like uh go and have some like I'm not asking you to go somewhere that your heart doesn't want to let you go I'm not asking you to feel things that feel quote-unquote negative or they're going to hurt you but I'm I, I know that when we sabotage in life, when we are not able to be there for ourselves, when we're not able to really protect ourselves, take care of ourselves, stand up for ourselves, um, pursue our dreams, you know, really choose the right partner, um, ha, you know, choose friends that are just really good for us and really stand by us. And when we don't have the ability to do all that, it's really because we have misdirected anger. And what what I, and I don't know. So you might be like, oh, no, I'm like really happy and wildly successful. But I, I think I heard you say, I think I have wounds with. Tell me you talk for a minute. Tell me how you think that this this suppressed anger, because that is what it's called. What I'm hearing you say is almost like I just try to be happy and you're only 29. So and I don't mean it like only 29, but. um, You know, sometimes for women, that misdirected anger doesn't come full force until they're in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, because no one's ever allowed them or given them permission, especially in this culture where, you know, maybe now this latest culture of women, and maybe you're one of them, that we're like, we're allowed to be angry and we're allowed to feel our feelings. But like for me, when I was growing up, it wasn't appropriate to be an angry woman. And I was raised in a Christian lifestyle where you're supposed to turn the other cheek and forgive everyone. So you really are almost, you have to spiritually bypass in a sense, really authentic injustices and feelings that are, are natural and normal and healthy. So I just want to put this back to you because I, I want to hear what you're thinking about what I'm sharing and we'll go from there.
1: Okay, so as far as how does it manifest in my life? It manifests itself, like now that I realized that I probably have wounds. I didn't even think I had wounds before, to be honest. I thought that, I thought that I was fine. I guess because I practiced being fine for so long. And I'm like, oh, well, Sarah, how can that be true? Like, how can you possibly be fine? Mm-hmm. But I know, like in relationships, I guess I, I guess I secretly expect the guys to disappoint me or to leave you know or like they're untrustworthy Um, I think it affects how my like my belief subconsciously about men like on the outside I want to believe that they're just as good as everybody else or loyal and kind but I don't know if I really actually believe that and also I don't do I'm not very good at communicating when I get angry like I just either I would bottle it up and then when I get angry it's like unmanageable like over the top yeah. Um, or I just don't do it and I just try to fix the problem by on my own. Yeah. Like uh I don't need anybody to help me. It only doesn't work if I let people help. You know, if you want something done, you gotta do it yourself type of
0: Yeah. Type of attitude. Yeah. So I'm hearing all of Which that. I and I just wanna mm-hmm. just kinda repeat back to you some of the stuff that I just heard you say because it's big. And you're so insightful. Like you're twenty nine and you're so insightful. So I didn't even know I was wounded, you said. And I think I probably didn't know I was wounded because I practiced being fine. Like, really think of, think about that. Like, I couldn't express my feelings in my home growing up. I'm only allowed to have happy feelings. I'm only allowed to be happy because if I express anything that my mother doesn't want to deal with, she could go off into a rage or she could get depressed or she could... Like, so what you learned as a little girl is to, and and it's sort of like how mother energy is formed. When you've heard me talk about mother energy, mother energy is almost this archetype that we can allow to take over, which is I sometimes know what you're feeling before you know what you're feeling because i become so attuned to making, the only way I stay safe in my family, in my home, is making sure I never rock the boat. So I don't ever get to really ever feel anything. I don't get to have problems. I don't get to express things. And I'm actually so attuned to knowing what other people feel that I can usually manage relationships and keep people, keep things pretty kosher because I'm, I'm negating my own needs. I'm negating my own happiness. I'm negating my own feelings, my own wants, my own needs, because it's not worth rocking the boat. Does that resonate with you?
1: A thousand, a thousand percent, because then there's extra side effects that come along with expressing those emotions um because then like with her being bipolar i had to memorize her pill sets and she would tell me like if she doesn't take them or if she misses them maybe she'll have a stroke maybe she'll die so i'll be the only person that would know the milligrams so i had to just memorize crazy. those just so crazy upgrade,
0: just you know, crazy different like that's just crazy pressure that's put on a kid and even a child and even if that child is now in a teenager or a young adult That is so codependent, so unfair, so manipulative um, that that was put on you. You have an older brother and older sister that have been put up for adoption. So there's also somewhere in the back of your mind that says, if you're not a good kid, my mom gets rid of you. If you don't do things right, you might not get to stick around. So you had to like really learn how to be a little perfectionist probably. Um, from the time you were really little, like you just had to be perfect. I have this funny feeling you were just like, if people were to meet you and know you or people that you went to school with or high school with, I bet you people would say you were just the loveliest, loveliest, loveliest girl in the world. Yep. I can hear it. I can actually just feel how lovely you are. Like you just... You don't even know how to let yourself even when i said like about being angry you're like i couldn't be mad i i like do it like and so here's what happens and you you said it and it's it took it takes a lot of courage to admit to this that what happens is it's almost like a bottle of champagne that's been corked and just slowly gets agitated and agitated and agitated and agitated and agitated and you're not letting yourself feel what you feel and it's like that cork blows and it explodes and then we're so embarrassed and mortified because the reaction that isn't really about what's happening right now in the moment but it's really about a lifetime of stuff inside of you erupts sometimes and then you feel embarrassed or guilty or so you stuff the cork back in and you go back to being lovely does that resonate that
1: example no it does and it's so funny that you use that example because I remember when I was in elementary school I used to draw pictures to kind of explain to my mom how I was feeling because I didn't really know but the pictures would either be like I would tell her that I feel like I have like a bucket in my mind that's on the top shelf and that I put stuff in it and that sometimes when the bucket gets too full, it'll fall over and like topple over, which is me explaining to her like, I feel like sometimes I just get so mad or overwhelmed, but I didn't know how to say that, or I would draw pictures of, like, shaken soda bottles to to tell her. A soda (laughs) bottle. Sometimes I feel like it explodes.
0: It's exactly that. A soda bottle might be a better better, uh, analogy for you, because I also have a funny feeling you probably don't drink because you have a mother that never drinks. So probably drinking is a bad thing, too. So even using the example of champagne would be like, well, we don't really, it's probably not good to drink champagne. So the soda bottle is a perfect example. It's like you just can't keep expecting all of that to be, shooken up and, and, and keep the lid on and you have no ability to ever express yourself. And so what happens is you don't actually ever get to learn and you don't ever get to master the tools of effective communication. It's either I don't know how to express myself or I'm going to get angry and I feel embarrassed about getting angry. So we do almost anything possible to avoid conflict. Even if it means negating yourself, negating your own needs, negating. And and let's talk about how that carries over into your relationship. Where you're Ooh, with your partner. So,
1: yeah. No, I learned the hard way on that with the ending of my marriage, hitting rock bottom. I spent years and years and years trying to... Be what he needed me to be, or like what I thought he'd make a perfect wife and a perfect mom. And so I spent all of my time and put all of my energy into doing that. And then it like complete burnout, complete loss of self, like and devastating to me. When I realized Sarah,
0: it. you're only twenty nine. So let's let's talk about that now. This this marriage and being a mom. So tell me when you got married. How old were you? Um, I got married in two
1: thousand and fourteen. Oh, it was like six years ago. I
0: was like 25, 4, or four. are you mm-hmm. even 24? Like, were you we even 24? Um. So, okay. So, and how long did you know him before you got married? And how many kids do you have?
1: Uh, we have three kids, and we started dating when I was 16.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's it. There it is. That is exactly, that's what happens. I'm 16. I've now met a boy. I don't know how to communicate my needs. I don't even really know who I am yet. But I'm getting married young because I need a place. That's almost what we learn. Like you said, it sounds so much like me. I got married at 21. Like I was divorced at 30. Like when you say I'm 29 and my marriage and I lost myself, I think back and think about when I felt like that. And yet I have like a 25-year-old. My daughter Madeline's turning 26. And she's like, doesn't even not. she'd kill me if she heard me say this but like she's not like thinking she's still like what am i going to be when i grow up like we're already got marriage and kids and things and (laughs) you know and i don't mean that like she's extremely mature and responsible i just mean i would say to both my daughters don't even think about getting married yet like i mean don't i don't mean no don't think about it but there's no pressure take your time enjoy your life build your money travel Do fun things. Do all the things you want to do. Live your life. But you, your worth, your worth, a huge part of your worth was being needed. That's what you learned is if someone needs me, my mother needs me, that means I'm being loved. My dad doesn't even need me. My dad doesn't even want me. So if I can get this man to love me, there's going to be some sense of I feel loved. I feel I'm important. Yeah. So you talk about, let's go right back to the very beginning, which is I think I'm secretly mad. And I want to say, like, what if you're, like, openly can feel like you can express that? Have When you say secretly mad, what does that mean to explain that to me? I'm secretly mad. Secretly mad is like, it's like I don't, feel
1: mad but i know i should be mad or like i I know i I feel disappointed but i don't feel as angry as like i is like i feel like there's like a secret hidden very strong anger but like if you ask me to tap into it right now i don't feel
0: well because you just said i've practiced my whole life being fine you've mastered how to suppress anger and so you just having to like actually be able to direct it in the right way you were never taught that you've never been taught that you've never been able to have a healthy expression of anger so let's talk about the opposite side when I want you to think back to the last time and honest to goodness you are so safe here right now there's no judgment tell me the last time you felt really angry and who did you get angry at and tell me about that how that anger like tell me the last time you you yelled you you lost your cool. You raised your voice. You like don't feel embarrassed at all. And if you're like yesterday, this morning, the day before, it doesn't matter. Tell me where your anger does come out.
1: So really to be honest, I'm laughing because I'm like, dang, when is the last time I let myself or let anybody get me to that point? I like you said I try my best not to even get to that point because I don't know what to do with that anger. Um, but, I mean, just with the kids, it's not really getting super angry. I guess that doesn't count because it's more like irritation from them not listening. But the last time I really got mad was yeah. probably last, earlier this year. No, that's not true. I got mad earlier this year, the beginning of the year, when trying to come up with arrangements for the kids with my husband when he was telling me that he would not be open to keeping them 50% of the time in the month, like 15 days, and I'll keep them 15 days. We're just going through things. He told me no because he has to work on getting his body healthy and having a dream house. Pretty much he's waiting for him to get the best health he can get and his body to not hurt, and then he'll be available to help you more with the kids.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me, what? how did you get mad? Tell me all about it. I want to hear. Tell me what you did and what you said, and tell me, oh. did you, like, scream? <laughs> did you break things? Did you throw things? <laughs> just tell me about that anger okay so I
1: I did cry and I yelled I threatened him a lot Crystal and like go for it you're you're, you're sugarcoating it
0: I need to hear it I want to hear tell me tell me how that anger ended up exploding because here's what happens Sarah and it doesn't matter if it explodes once a year once every five years or once a day is When we don't know how to have a healthy expression of our anger, and it's something I'm still learning because I wasn't ever allowed to be angry either because I was raised in a home where if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all and you should be lucky for what you have and don't disrespect your parents when you're so furious with your parents and the choices they're making and you're not allowed to ever express that. So tell me how, tell me more, like tell me what happened. So he said what, you said what, then what happened? Were you on the phone? Were you in person?
1: We were on the phone, and I told him we needed to talk about arrangements for the kids, and then he pretty much blew me off. He dismissed me at first, which was the trigger for me. So he dismissed me, and of then course, I had to argue. Let him me just cut, cut in. I,
0: we, I know I asked you to tell, talk, but I love that you just said he he dismissed me which is a trigger, and of course that would be a trigger because your dad effectively completely dismissed you from your life, from his life. He dismissed you, you're unimportant, you're irrelevant, you don't matter, your needs don't matter, you don't matter. So your husband just did to you what is the worst painful thing for someone to do, which is I'll dismiss you, you're irrelevant, you're not important, your needs don't matter. So tell me what happened.
1: So he said that I was being unfair, which also pissed me off because then I had to, I don't know why I let it get me so mad then I started going into math <laughs> and doing the calculations for him on why 15 days out of 30 is exactly fair. And him arguing with me that it wasn't just threw me over the top.
0: So when you say um, threw me over the top, I want to hear what did that mean? what what did you when you say threw okay, me over so the top tell me what that looked like
1: so for me at work in the parking lot I'm on my best behavior at work <laughs> but i'm in the parking lot screaming walking around pacing back and forth pretty much threatening him threatening and him he made with me what you want to hurt him
0: you wanted to hurt him threatening with hurting
1: him okay, i just want to so hurt i want to hear what and that's
0: Sarah, stay with me. I'm I'm this is important. I'm actually beginning to threaten yep. him. What 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 are you saying? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to slice wreck your tires? Like what are you saying when you're saying I'm basically threatening him like I'm going to hurt him? Tell me what you said.
1: Like oh I will drive up to his house and fight him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: where he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can just see it like, I will drive up to your house right now and fight you. Come outside. Yes. I
1: will leave work. I will leave work right now <laughs> and come to
0: you. Yeah. Okay. And what yeah. does he no, do? No, he makes
1: me think I'm crazy, Crystal.
0: Like oh, crazy well, you crystal. are crazy. But here, that's why. Because <laughs> we then do things that are crazy. Like, we actually are like, we will get in fist fights. We will... We, because we have been so simmering for so long that when it explodes, it goes into... That's when people are like, I see red. If you were here right now, I would punch you in the face. If you were here right now, I would punch you right in the mouth because you have a, you have a mouth yep. on you that someone needs to shut it up. That's because you've never been able to effectively... Imagine if right from the time you were 16 and who, who has, who of us learned really effective, empowered communication, but that you knew how important you are, how important your needs are, how important your dreams and desires, and you were just able to express yourself from the time you were 16 when you started dating him, and you were able to always set really fair boundaries, and you had consequences, and you could live and let live, but you saw the signs along the way. And if you saw signs that were like, this isn't cool, I can start to see that this is a guy that's going to take advantage or be unfair. I don't want to be in this. Like, I, if we could learn how to communicate our needs, we actually never have to get to the point. The reason we get that angry is that we have allowed someone to cross our boundaries so badly that we actually lose it. And we don't have the coping skills inside along the way to feel that is getting to the point that the cork is going to blow. The lid of the soda pop bottle is going to explode and the Coca-Cola is going to be like a fountain spraying up in the air. That's, what the, that's a volcano of anger and lava that comes out. So, so you're on the phone and you're telling him, I'm going to drive to your house right now and beat you up. Be with me, and, Sarah. Um,
1: so he says I won't. Yep, I'm here. He says that I won't. Pretty much pushes my buttons and calls my bluff. Um, what does he, he say? What does he say? That what does he say?
0: Tell me what he says. Oh,
1: he said that he that I no. He pretty much literally said that I wouldn't, <laughs> but that if I wanted to, he'd be there. So which he is just him talking junk because. But was, I know, what Sarah,
0: listen to what you just hear. What gasoline. you just said. You're the father of your children. Your husband says. You're not going to drive up here and have a fist fight with me. But if you want to, come on up. Is that insane? Right. That he's actually saying, I will fight my wife physically. Like, do you just see how just crazy it all is? Which, uh, like, I love you for your, your courage to just share that. So okay, so then what happens? Tell me more. Tell me tell me then you're like I'm going to beat you up and then he says, "Yeah, come on up. Let's have it. Let's let's have a fist fight." And then what?
1: Also, then he pretty much tells me pretty much he's saying that I'm not being a good mom. I'm being unfair. I need to be more cooperative and that if I go and ask anybody else, they would side with him and and tell me about how unreasonable I'm being just pisses me off more because I know I'm not being unreasonable and I don't care what other people think
0: okay and then
1: does he have the kids We just just, just go in circles
0: does he have we argue about okay so does he have mm -hmm? the kids 15 days of the month absolutely not so so do you see what just happened so this this is kind of where I wanted to get at so what happens is we lose our marbles we don't even get our needs met we flip out, we scream, we cry, we rage and we still haven't effectively communicated or gotten our needs met and he's still not taking the kids and is he paying a fair amount does he does he compensate you properly is like do you see how you're still in a situation where it, it, your needs aren't being met and it, and you you're being dismissed and he, and you chose a man that doesn't care just like your dad doesn't that make you angry it makes me super angry <laughs>
1: superbly i have no problem with expressing anger towards him now even though i still try to I do try to keep a cap on it but if i'm mad i'll tell him but okay not all so the way but i want to i, right. yeah. I
0: want to help you with that anger when we haven't learned what to do with our anger because your anger is justified but the way that you're expressing it is unhealthy. It's unhealthy for you. It's unhealthy for him. It's unhealthy for your kids. It's unhealthy. Does it go back to your father wound? Probably. And your mother wound? Probably. But guess who it's hurting now? You. This is hurting you. So you just saying well I try not to um you know, I try to contain it and I, but I could get really mad at him, but that's still not healthy. So imagine we're going to now go over to the map of empowerment that you're learning. Cause I know this Sarah, I hear this voice, I know who I'm talking with. So Sarah, let's go over to the map of consciousness, the map of empowerment that we use at the SWAT Institute and we got you right up at anger. Okay. Like, let's just talk about that anger. And there is a healthy expression of anger because anger is a a healthy, natural, normal, justifiable emotion when, when it's appropriate. All great change came along in this world because a person or a group of people got angry enough that what was happening was not right. Now, if they misdirected that anger, it could implode on them, It implode on their community, implode on their families, implode on their health. But if directed properly, that's how we actually create change and get our needs met. So let's say you're right at that. We can go back and talk about your dad because I, th- I think that it is really important that we go back, but I wanna just help you channel your anger, which is justifiable, really fair. You're, it's, it's, it isn't fair that you have three kids and you're only 29. And you're on your own, basically, having to take care of them while he's getting his body in better shape. So that's not fair. Yeah, It's not appropriate. Yeah. It's unacceptable. And there are more and more women finally now realizing it doesn't make you a bad mother if you say, we are both parents and we're going to share the custody of these children 50-50. Like I was also raised in an era where if a mother didn't have full custody and wasn't in full-blown mother energy and didn't work two jobs and basically run herself ragged to take care as a single mother of her children, she's a bad mother. Now we're realizing no, your husband can he needs time with his children. And his children need time with him. And you need to share this responsibility and it will and especially if it's done in the right way in a healthy way, this can be a, an amazing opportunity for your kids to grow up in a healthy environment. But the way it is right now, we're almost passing on this unhealed story of a dad that's not there for his kids. You have boys or girls? Boys, girls? Boys and girls? Two, Two girls and one boy. So how do you think your little girls, if they knew that their dad says, I'm not taking them, and if they feel that and they see how frustrated you are, what do you think, what do you think they feel? And what do you think by the time that they're 15 or 16 or 20 or 21, do you think they feel like daddy's little girl? Do you think no, they feel no, no, like not really at that important? Point. Do you think they're going to feel like my dad so was there for me? I could, I spent equal amount of time with him. I knew how loved I was. Like, do you see that this is also an opportunity for you to heal your legacy and to decide that this stops now? I'm not going to let my little daughters and your son, who the most important relationship he has in his life, is with his father. Our most important influence in our life is our same-sex parent. So your little girls are learning from you about what it means to be a woman and how to have a relationship with a man. And your son is learning about what it is to be a man by watching what his dad is doing. That should make you angry. And yeah, that's healthy no, anger. Because
1: I'm thinking about what he sees, and it's not it's not anything to be proud of.
0: No, but you as a mother, you have an opportunity right now to channel that anger into a healthy way, in a healthy way. So. Do you, can you think back to what you've learned at the SWAT Institute and think what emotion resonates higher than anger? Cuz we got to meet you right where you're at. So there's an emotion that's one above anger and one below anger. What's the one that's right pride. above? Pride. You got to have pride some dignity. Mm-hmm. Dignity and pride. What is right under anger? Do you remember?
1: Desire. Desire. Desire.
0: Okay. So let's stick with these three emotions right now. We don't need to go all the way down to shame and guilt and sad and sorrow, which if someone, if you were down there, I would meet you way down there. I'd be like, okay, let's talk about the sorrow and the sadness. But I hear an empowered woman. I hear a really beautiful, strong, dignified, empowered woman, but she's so frustrated. And what she's saying is, I think I secretly have a wound at my dad because I don't know how to actually get my needs met when it comes to men it must go back to my dad okay that's a deep that's a longer conversation but right now we can talk about how is that manifesting in my life that wound I have that I felt I feel neglected and abandoned by my father it means I actually chose a man who's neglected and abandoned me and is now actually perpetuating that and I'm also perpetuating that wound to my children that should make you angry And if it makes you angry enough, you can actually channel that anger into courage and into some effective action steps and effective conversations and maybe some legal steps to get you to a place that you feel that you can not be so angry at your ex-husband. He is your, are you divorced yet? Are you separated legally? Do you have divorce well, we papers? We have, we're
1: separated, Se- separated divorcing in March. I had to wait a year on top of everything else, which did make me angry.
0: Okay, so let's stay with this. I love that you have this anger because this is healthy. Screaming and wanting to beat him up is really unhealthy. And believe me, I felt like that too. So I'm I'm 50, so I got 20, th- 21 years on you and I'm gonna talk to you like you're my daughter. And if my daughter were going through this, what I would say to her and how I would empower her. Let's go back one level. And to take it down one level back to desire would be okay Sarah if you could wave a magic wand and and really let's be really authentic about this if you could wave a magic wand what would you want this to look like for yourself and for your children and even for your ex-husband but we're not that concerned about him but this is a family unit if you could wave a magic wand and you could make this as healthy fair even loving and kind and beautiful as possible and if you're not at that stage yet that you can even think like that that's okay I get it but if you could wave a magic wand and you could get your needs met and you could get the needs of your children met what would you want what would it look like
1: I guess I would want like that. The at, okay, first thoughts that come to mind. I would want a balanced relationship with with my ex. I would like for him to like want to come and get the kids and want to spend time with them and teach them stuff. And um, so we would have a relationship where he's teaching them about things for life life lessons wisdom he's taking my son out and doing things with him that my son is interested in yeah. activities sports learning reading yeah. anything like that yeah. doing the same thing with my daughter because she really wants to have a relationship with him yeah. that's so i would more want,
0: than I would want so i'm just cutting you off and i don't mean to be rude but i'm just trying to yeah. just laser no, so i would want my children <laughs> to have a really healthy, loving relationship with their father and to feel wanted and loved by him? Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Um, What about you? Would you want the kids to be living with him half the time?
1: Yes, if I could trust him.
0: Yes, if I could trust trust him. him? If I knew
1: they were going to be in good hands,
0: absolutely I would want that. Do you trust him? Do you think he has the ability to be a good, loving father? I don't, I haven't, I, he's a good dad as far as like, he loves them,
1: but like the type of dad that I would want them to have, I don't know if I trust him enough. He's not emotionally stable, so no, the answer is no, Crystal,
0: because
1: okay. he's not even emotionally stable with me.
0: Okay, so your number one, number one priority in life when you're a mother is your children. How old are they?
1: Six, four, and one.
0: Okay, so your number one job is to protect them and to make sure that you and and you know what it sucks shit that he that you chose a guy who is emotionally unstable now here's some of the things and this is not to put it back on you okay but what i'm hearing you say is if he were emotionally stable and he were in a good place yeah i would love to be able to share custody it's a lot on me um so in an ideal situation I would love if the kids could be 50-50 between two emotionally stable adults. But in order for that to happen, I'm going to have to change the way that I'm communicating with him because he's seeing you and your children as a package deal. And if he's not getting along with you, he's neglecting his children. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. That makes me so mad he
1: would use them as punishment. I'm like, if you don't want to be with me, then I can't see any of you guys for a while. What do you mean? Yeah. What okay. do you mean you
0: so, can't see Okay, person? so let's talk about woman energy now. Because if you were down in a disempowered place, you might be like, yes, and that's crazy, and I, that's bullshit. And I, but I'd say like, okay, but now we want to get you up into woman energy. We want to get your needs met. Okay, we want to get your needs met, Sarah. We want to get your children's needs met. So you have to decide, do I want to stay in anger and desire which creates jealousy, which creates insecurity? Do I want to fall down into fear? Do I want to be do I want to be in all that stuff? Or do I want to decide, okay, I need to get really smart here. Because was there not a time? Was there ever a time that your husband was loving? and not an emotional wreck? Like, is it possible that not having you, losing you, and not being able to live in the same home with you, his wife, who he, I think, loves or loved, and his children has made him crazy? That's not to blame you, because he might be fully to blame for why this relationship fell apart. But do you think he has the ability to be able to screw his head on straight if you were different with him. And that again, I don't want to make it about you, but I want to get your needs met and your kids' needs met. So, well, I want to say yes, Crystal.
1: No, I, I think so for sure. I do too. when we first broke up, I had to change then. And then he changed as a result of me changing, right, almost I know.
0: like Women slowly some,
1: mirroring me.
0: We have a lot of power. So if you're raging and screaming and, and some level... He liked that in a sick way, his wounded self is like, yeah. like you can create that kind of passion, that, that kind of hatred, and that craziness is still passion. That's where desire, that's why we have to push through desire and anger. Desire is, is wants, right? It's that, I want you to be a good dad, and I'm crazy, and I'm passionate, and that's also what creates sex and passion and desire and fighting and all of that stuff. And then we get into anger and a lot of women and men, we only ever get to there. We don't know what to do to to channel that anger into something that becomes healthy and empowered. You're right there, you're right at the cusp. So if you were to push up into pride and dignity, you have to be like, okay, for me to be, I wanna be this dignified woman in woman energy. I wanna get my needs met. I wanna get my children's needs met. It's far more important. For me to get my needs met and my children's needs met for me to stay in a pissing match with my ex because he's he does he's not doing this work he's not doing empowerment work he's not healing himself he's not healing his father wound he's not healing his mother wound he doesn't even know what the map of consciousness is but you do so based on what you want which is i would love for my ex-husband to go to remember who he is, that, that guy that once really loved me and really loved these kids. And I know that that's in him. And I know that the way that I decide to communicate with him can bring out the worst in him. But I also know that if I did it differently, there is the potential, the possibility that we might be able to do this differently. Now, you could take the hard road, which is I could fight you in court, I can force you to have these kids, but all of that is still so painful for children, like all that fighting is so painful for children. Yep. What resonates right above right. pride, Sarah, stay with me because we're right near the end of this call. What resonates just yep. above pride?, I'm of empathy,
1: grief, fear, desire, anger, pride, neutrality,
0: courage, courage, and then neutrality. Pride. Okay, so courage. And what's neutrality? Neutrality is this sense. Let's just, let's remember what neutrality is. Neutrality is more than just being impartial and not wanting to have an opinion. Neutrality is a sense inside of yourself that says, I'm going to be okay. And these kids are going to be okay. We're going to be okay. One way or the other, we're going to be just fine with him or without him. We are going to be just fine. But you know, it would be nicer to be fine with him. It would be nicer, it would be better if these kids could have him in their life and that he would feel like not a loser. And and I'm going to, I have so much power, I'm realizing. I have a lot of power here. I, I didn't even realize how powerful I was. Um, So right in between your desire, there's anger, there's pride, there's courage, there's neutrality and just above, above neutrality is willingness where there's a will there's a way. Just keep that in mind. Where there's a will there's a way. So, let's go back to courage. Based on what you want, I would want him to want his kids. I would want him to be emotionally empowered again. I know that he has it in him. I know that he has it in him, and I know that I haven't been bringing the best out in him. And when we fight, I know that I I I I flip. And I know that I bring out the worst in him and he brings out the worst in me. And if we stay down here, it's going to be a shit show for the next 15 years of these kids' life. And I'm yeah. m- more dignified than that. I'm, a, I'm an empowered woman. I resonate in higher levels of consciousness. I am angry, but this anger, I need to use this anger to serve me. So what would courage have you do differently? Then you've been doing it. What would courage have you do, Sarah, with, with him?
1: It would have me express myself f- to honestly and not hold back on what I think might trigger him. And it would it would tell me to keep my cool, have enough courage to keep my cool if he does or says something that okay. triggers Let's practice. me, that have the courage to take I, a second to stop.
0: So I'm going to agree. So you're going to be fine with or without him because that's who you are. You're a superstar. And you're healing your legacy. You're literally the first woman in the line of all the women who came before you that you're saying, I'm stopping this. I'm stopping the crazy. I'm stopping the mental illness. I'm stopping the addiction. I'm stopping this and I'm going to do it differently and I know differently and I'm going to do it differently. So I know what I want. I want a beautiful, loving, healthy relationship, whether we're together or not. I want us to be kind to each other. I want us to be respectful to each other. I'm hoping and praying that you want that same thing. What's his first name? Frank Frank Frank, man, it's been, it's been shit this year. It's been hell. I think it's been hell on you. You have to actually put yourself in neutrality allows you to see it from their point of view. Also, it allows you to see the bigger picture. It allows you to rise above it a little bit, and not be so caught up in the forest because of the trees it allows you to almost have a little bit of the ten thousand foot view where you rise above it and go man he's angry he's lost his wife he's lost his three kids he's pissed off he thinks he needs to get his body back he wants to actually look good for you he wants to get you back so what if you were to try a different approach with him which is frank this has just gone wrong you were my first love this has just gone so wrong and it's not what we who we are as people, we're good people. I remember you when I was 16. I remember us. I remember when we fell in love. I remember our hopes and dreams. I remember what we wanted for our lives. We made bad decisions. We we both just made choices and I can blame you because you're not down in blame anymore. Blame is way down in apathy. You're way beyond this, Sarah. You're way beyond this. He made some wrong decisions, but saying that, you, 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 at this stage of the game, you don't want him anymore. You're not not fighting for him anymore. You're saying, like, we both have, but we got these three little beings, these three little precious little beings who are looking to us for happiness. And we have a six-year-old and a four-year-old and a one-year-old. We have a one-year-old baby. And I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if you feel comfortable saying that. I don't know if we're ever going to get ourselves, you and I, ever figured out, but for the sake of these kids, can we have a truce? Can we please just have a truce? I'll wipe the slate clean. You wipe the slate clean. And can we do this differently for their sake?
1: Man, Chris, I don't know how he's going to handle it. He gets really, really sensitive when I talk about us not being together. Like, I'm over here still pre-planning on how I'm going to give him these divorce papers. Like, he just doesn't handle any of that type of stuff. Okay, but we're pretty good in
0: other areas. I think we could need some more coaching, to be honest with you. But I think that you have to at least have the pride and dignity and the courage to realize you're not giving him a chance to grow up and be a man your Your sugarcoat, I don't know uh, if he's going to be able to handle it. Well, yeah. you're not even giving him a chance. You're either like freaking or you're, you're sugarcoating things. You're not, you have not learned how to express your needs in a grown-up way yet, Sarah, either.
1: Yeah.
0: You guys got together as kids. You never lear- you never got to grow up along the way and have be single, be on your own. Go off to college. You're you're already married and having children, and and you're now is the first time you're living on your own, and you're not even living on your own because you got three little three little children that are looking to you to like make their life okay. So you might be underestimating him. And this is where pride can become self righteous. What if you're wrong? What if you're wrong about him? What if he loves those kids more than you realize and he just feels a loss of control and he doesn't know what to do?
1: Right. Oh, man. Okay, so really I haven't been like protecting them from him. I've been protecting myself from having to get the courage to like really speak up and lay all of that out on the table. You just
0: said it. You haven't gotten to courage yet. And you can't be an empowered woman if you don't have the courage to speak your truth. You don't have to scream it. You can say it with kindness. You can be so wise in your choice of words. You can think, I don't even want to broach divorce yet. I just want to get him coming back around and taking these kids out and taking them for an ice cream and, and playing some basketball with my six-year-old little boy or whatever it is. Or, you know, I want him to, like, I just want to get him back engaged with these children and I need a break. I need him taking the kids more. I need a break. I need to start sharing custody of these kids and we need to start doing it as friends. And then once we start doing this in a way and the kids aren't scared and you just said it, I'm not even protecting the kids properly. No, you're not. So you need to have these grown-up conversations now and it takes courage I know it's hard I don't know that I ever had the grown-up conversations properly and if I could do it differently I separated at 29 man if I could do it differently I would have just been a grown-up about it I would have had courage to have so many conversations in such a better way like I was so scared but I came across as like fierce. But the truth is, I was so scared to rock the boat. I was so scared to have proper conversations. I, I didn't do it right. I mean, I, I think I, I did a lot right. But if I could have done it differently, I would have. And I want to empower you to do it in a grown up, mature, courageous, empowered way. And it'll make you feel like a million bucks.
1: I do feel scared hearing you say that, and I know, and everything in me is like, she is spot on. You definitely need to do that, and I will do it. <laughs> but I feel so scared just thinking about it. I guess maybe I'm afraid of how I'm gonna respond yeah. to whatever he says, right. or how it'll because make me feel. Maybe
0: it'll make me angry. And here's I, why. Here's you know? why, my darling. Here's why. Because you don't know. You don't know how to express your anger in a healthy way. So you're actually afraid of yourself. You're actually afraid that he might say something and you might blow and you're like doing everything to avoid confrontation. You're, But if you can learn how to effectively communicate, you don't have to have those crazy blowouts. Yeah. So why don't you practice okay. by writing it all out and maybe send it to me. And why don't you come on the coaching call on Tuesday and we can continue this a little bit more because you need a little bit more and I'm here for you. Why don't you practice like literally writing out everything you feel and how you want to say it and like let's practice it in a letter and i'll help you tweak it so it is so masterful and it is so wise and it's going to get your needs met it's going to be assertive it's going to be a win-win it's not going to be attacking him it because it doesn't make sense to attack him he's just going to defend himself right there's a line in the Mm -hmm. the book of course in miracles that says what you defend against, you create. So you don't need to be defensive. You don't need to be aggressive. You're really gonna take the high road and you're gonna write this in such an empowered way. And it's gonna take courage for you to give this letter to him. And it may have to start with a letter. But even if it is a conversation, practice first with a letter and and we can practice together.
1: Okay, that sounds so great. I'm excited about it. You hit the. So you made me remember something I forgot about. I used to write people letters <laughs> when I felt angry or upset, and I couldn't hold onto their face. I would write it and give it to
0: them so that
1: that took me back. So I'm excited about that. Okay, Thank you for
0: so doing that for me. Before you send it to me, you need to send it to me though. Okay, like we need to tweak it and make sure we nail it yeah. so it's just yeah. like so empowered and so dignified and so fair. Fair. That's what neutrality is. Fair. Fair. It's fair. Fair. Yep. You, fair. You That's a, good. That's excellent. That's You have, all have a I want. much higher potential of getting your needs met if, if it's fair. And you're as fair as you can be. And then you'll go from there. And then if you still have to scream and yell and cry, I want to give you some healthy places to scream and yell and cry. Um, and then think about what you want again. And how are you going to get your needs met? And how are you going to get your children's needs met? Because that's your number one priority.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you're going to feel like a queen. I'm telling you, when you handle this and you deal with this and you do this and you take care of this, you will feel like a goddess. You'll feel like a queen. You'll feel like the best mother in the world. You'll have so much pride and dignity. You'll feel so good about yourself. You'll feel fearless almost because you're facing this. You're dealing with this. That's
1: all I want. I just want to be fearless. I want to have no emotions that I can't tap into. I want to be able to go from emotion to emotion yeah. freely and without turning into like a psychopath.
0: Yeah, I get it. Like we want to be able to talk about <laughs> things that we're angry about, frustrated about, that's not okay. This is an injustice. It's not appropriate. And I need to be able to talk about it with dignity and self-respect. And, And we are grown-ups, and we should be able to have a grown-up conversation without screaming at each other like like kids do and you yeah. might have to teach him but guess what you signed up for that because you married him and you had kids with him
1: yeah
0: so this well, is part of they happen for a reason yeah this is healing your legacy and you're going to teach your daughters and your son how to be the most dignified amazing communicators that will always get their needs met
1: Okay, yeah. I'm thanks. here for it, I'm thanks. here for it, whatever
0: it takes. Okay, Sarah, thanks for calling in, I give you a huge hug, and I really hope that you mark your calendar for Tuesday, and let's, let's finish this conversation, even if it's at the very end of our co- our, 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 our call for our course, um, uh, let's dive into this and like let's make sure you're, you're feeling like you got your next steps in place, because I don't want to leave you hanging. Okay, I will
1: okay. be there.
0: Thank you, darling. Thank you to everyone who called in today. Sorry for the other people who had raised their hand. But you know what? I think this was a really important conversation that Sarah and I had. I think a lot of women need to know how to channel their anger, their justifiable anger, and direct it in a healthy way where they're going to get their needs met. Because just blowing your lid and screaming and crying and flipping and beating people up, it it just it, in the end, you just feel embarrassed and you become afraid of yourself, you become afraid of your own emotions, instead of realizing that anger is there for a reason, something's happening that's not appropriate. And as women, we need to learn how to use our voice and to really think about what we want. And then how do we get our needs met? And we're only going to learn that by having the courage, the pride and the dignity to look at things from both point of views and then having the willingness to do something about it. Where there's a will, there's a way. That's our conversation for today. Thanks for joining me for Chat with Crystal. I'm gonna be back on January 8th and I sure hope that you have an amazing, happy holiday season, that you're able to have some really good conversations with the people that you love, that you don't have to get pulled into rage and anger and craziness over the holidays, that if you can't speak your truth uh, for whatever reason, that you can at least Find a way to express it in a healthy way. Go for a run. Join a boxing club. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes we just need to get that stuff out of our body so it doesn't implode on us. I would love for you to check out the SWAT Institute, www.swatinstitute.com. We also offer mentorship coaching free of charge to any woman living anywhere in the world. These are women who have trained with me. My coaches have trained with me for just just extensive hours hundred plus hours that they've put into their theory and now they're ready to do some 30 practical calls with real women from around the world we'd love to support you they're amazing these coaches of mine uh, they will walk you up three calls to get you into a higher level of consciousness so all you got to do to to access that is visit us at the swat institute swatinstitute.com sign up for mentorship coaching and we'll get you signed up with one of our coaches and honestly you can carry this on for the rest of your life have a free coaching call once a week with a woman who's got your back it's it's very similar to what I did today with Sarah so have a great holiday season and I'll see you all in 2021 I guess I can say happy holidays and happy new year bye for now everyone thank you for joining us today on chat with crystal empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com, and remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.